We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now let me go a little further with that. Let's take an individual, for instance, that is saved, born again, and he goes out and just tells everybody, you can be saved if you'll just confess your sins, repent, God will save you. Brother, I mean to tell you, he'll get some folks saved, born again. But now that same individual, he may say, yes, but God won't heal you. I tell you, that healing stuff is of the devil. Well, now, here's a guy that's right in his heart, all right, probably, and if he dies, he'll go to heaven. But he's wrong in his head, see, saying, well, healing passed away with the apostles. Because, see, he may have been taught that way. He may have been raised in a church where they said healing was not of God and, you know, that if you got healed, it was probably the devil and you'd just be better off not to be healed that way. Well, now, you see, if you've been taught that way, you'd believe that way. So what is it? Here's a man that has great faith in salvation scriptures. Why? Because he has the word of God concerning salvation. He knows what God said about it. He understands what God said about it. Not only that, he has experienced it. But then right on the other hand, over here in the area of divine healing, which he knows nothing about, which he hasn't been taught, then he'll say, well, that went out with the apostles. That doesn't happen anymore. If it does happen, it's of the devil. Now, how can a man be so right in one sense concerning salvation and then in another Bible truth just as positive and just as accurate as salvation, over here he could say it's of the devil and not of God. Well, it's very simple because he has God's word concerning salvation and knows about it, has it in his heart. It has great faith in it, but he does not know what God said about healing. He does not know that it is God that works the miracles of God when people believe, lay hands on the sick. See, he may not know anything about laying on a man. Oh, it's in the Bible, all right. But you see, his doctrine didn't have that in it. So he doesn't believe it. Some people have even gone so far as to say, well, I know it's in the Bible. I know that Jesus did it. But it's not my church doctrine, therefore I'm not going to believe it and I'm not going to preach it, Bible or no Bible. <laughs> well, you see, that's when somebody has just made up their mind that they're not going to believe the Word of God and their head's made up. They don't want you to confuse them with facts. And there's a lot of people in that situation. Now, let's take another for instance. Now, another individual may be well-developed in getting his healing. Say, glory to God, I mean, he said, I just get my healing every time because I know that First Peter 2.24 is for me. I know that Jesus bore my sickness, bore my disease. He has studied, he has meditated the word of God concerning healing, and he knows that it is the will of God and he has great faith. And he gets his healing every time. But then right on the other hand, that individual, over here in the area of finances, he may have been taught that it's not God's will for you to be financially blessed. That you just have to be poor to serve God. And God wants you to just be in need all your life. But when you get to heaven, it'll be wonderful. 
Well, certainly it will. It'll be wonderful when you get to heaven. But now what's wrong here? Here's an individual. He believes in divine healing. Get healed just all of a sudden, you know. I mean, just as soon as sickness hits his body, he comes against it and gets his healing. But then in the area of finances, he just bombs out. Can't pray the prayer of faith. He prays, Lord, if it be thy will, meet my need. And you know, just like somebody said, that's about as much power in that as a donkey braying in a tin barn at midnight. There's no power in that because he doesn't know what God said about it. Now, see, what's the difference? Here's a man that is highly developed in his faith over here in this area and can pray the prayer of faith concerning healing. You know why? Because he has the Word of God concerning healing. He has it in his heart. He has great faith because he's heard it and heard it and heard it and spoke it and experienced it. It's real to him. It's in him. But then over here, on the other hand, when it comes to finances... He has no word concerning that. He does not know what God said about it. Oh, he still has the same Bible that I do. He has the same Bible that some fellow does that has great faith in financial blessing and just gives to the church and gives and operates in the laws of giving and receiving and gives hundreds and thousands of dollars into the ministry and even millions. Now, you see... That guy that does that, he's highly developed there, and he may not be able to get his healing. Why? Because he doesn't have the Word of God concerning healing. Now, what I'm pointing out to you is just because an individual is highly developed in one area of his life does not mean he'll have any faith at all over in this other area if he hasn't spent the time to find out what God said about it. That's why it's important to realize that you can't pray the prayer of faith concerning finances unless you know what God said about it. I'll go a step further now. You cannot pray accurately concerning finances in any manner unless you know what God said about it. Because to pray, if it be thy will, O Lord, when the Word of God tells you what the will of God is, is not accurate prayer. And then, if you gain the knowledge of God, then you'd have some faith in that, wouldn't you? That individual that has no faith in financial blessing, if he had studied what the Apostle Paul said in chapter 8 and 9 of 2 Corinthians, and believe it, he'd have great faith in God's blessing. And, of course, there are many other scriptures. One place there that Paul said, You know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be made rich. Now, who was it became poor? Jesus why? That you, through his poverty, through his suffering poverty, you might have abundance. Now, that's what the Apostle Paul said, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That's God's will. See, some people say, well, now, Jesus didn't have anything here on earth, so you ought not have anything. Well, they missed the whole point. Jesus suffered poverty that you might have abundance. And then John 10, 10, Jesus said this himself. The thief, talking about Satan, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Well, if Jesus came that I might have life and have it more abundantly, then I don't believe that he came uh, to tell me that I had to suffer poverty like he did. And the Apostle Paul knew that, and he told us about it. But you see, it's one thing to see it in the Word of God. It's another thing to believe it. See, just because someone sees it in the Bible doesn't mean they believe it. And not only that, you could see it, know it's in the Bible, know it's true in the Bible. 
but not believe it for your own affairs. And that's what happens to many people. Well, let's move on. We've got a lot of stuff to cover here. When Jesus said, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be cast into the sea, shall doubt not in his heart, but believe what he's saying will come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. He's talking about moving a mountain. Now, the mountain he's referring to could be a mountain of prayer hindrance, something that hindered you from praying. See, because he said to the mountain. The mountain could be anything that hinders you, whether it's hindering you in prayer, whether it's hindering you financially, whether it's hindering you in any manner. So whatever is keeping you from believing God is the mountain. Now, let me say that again. Whatever is keeping you from believing God is the mountain that you need to be talking to. Now, it may be the fact that you can see financial adversity on you. Then that's the mountain you need to be talking to. It might be that you have unforgiveness against someone. And the Bible specifically says, in fact, you know, it's amazing that every time Jesus started talking about prayer, he started talking about forgiveness. Almost on every occasion, he started talking about forgiveness. When you stand, praying, forgive, Mark eleven twenty five. See, after verse 24, which is a great scripture, we rejoice over it, but sometimes we stop before we get to verse 25. When you stand, praying, forgive, if you have aught against any. For if you do not forgive, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you. Well, now, what does that have to do with prayer? This, if, if you don't forgive, then your heart will condemn you, and you can't believe God that he'll answer your prayer. Now, I say this sometimes, and I'm, sometimes I wonder if it's not true. That may be the reason some people kneel and pray, because the Bible says when you stand praying, you have to forgive. But you know, Jesus is talking about just praying. He says you have to forgive, whether you're kneeling, whether you're standing. You need to forgive when you pray. Proof of the unseen. You see, believing God, if I believe that I receive then I have the proof of the unseen. Now, how do I know that I have it? Faith is the proof. See, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The Bible says it's the evidence of the things you can't see. Now, we found out what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4.18, where he said the things that are not seen are eternal. The things which are seen are temporal. In other words, if you can see it, it's subject to change. And I have good news for you. If you can see your problem, your situation, if it's in the natural, you can take your faith in the Word of God and you can change it. By faith, by praying the prayer of faith, doing what the Bible says to do about it. The prayer of faith is actually a way of operating in spiritual law. You're operating in the spirit realm and not in the intellectual realm, so you wouldn't have the same physical evidence as if you were just simply operating in the natural realm. I appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you that our CD offer this week is CD offer number 7115. Number 7115, it's entitled, How to Pray Scripturally. You know, there's so many people ask, well, how do you pray scripturally? Well, the Word tells us. It's a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, total of $11. Now, when we start talking about prayer, so many times people will say, well, you know, it seems like my prayers never get any higher than the ceiling. Well, they don't have to get that high. The Bible says that Jesus dwells in you, God dwells in you, 
and the person of the Holy Spirit dwells in you, then you communicate with God. It's not that we're trying to pray out there somewhere, out there far out into the heavens. We're not bombarding the gates of heaven. We're dealing with the greater one that liveth in us. Hallelujah. That's offer number 7115, how to pray scripturally. Now, Jesus said in Matthew, the sixth chapter, when you pray, use not vain reputation as the heathen do. For they think they'll be heard for their much saying. But you notice that many people say, well, I just keep praying over and over. If I can just pray long enough or if I can get enough people praying, I believe God will answer my prayer. No, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The Lord shall raise them up. See, prayer doesn't make faith work. Faith makes prayer work. And when you understand that this is what we're dealing with, praying scripturally the way Jesus said to pray, use not vain repetition. And then he teaches us how to pray. That's offer number 71157115, a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.